thank you for joining me. I recently invited Kylie Bishop, the Group Executive for People and Culture for Medibank, to share her reflections and learning from introducing their new progressive parental leave policy. Medibank made history in March 2018 when they announced they would offer equal benefits to all parents wishing to take leave. And as a result, they rewrote the rulebook on a shared and fair approach to supporting both men and women equally to participate in parental leave in a flexible and inclusive way, meaning they no longer define parents as primary or secondary carers. So thank you for joining us, Kylie. The reason for this interview is to understand and promote Medibank's progressive parental leave policy to really inspire other HR and diversity practitioners looking to enhance their own parental leave policies to ensure they're fair and equitable for men and women, including same-sex couples. So, Kylie, let's start by just explaining what is Medibank's parental leave policy um, that you announced earlier this year. What what do you offer and how is it different from what you offered previously? Sure. Thanks, Emma. So, as you say, in March this year, we introduced a new parental leave policy. We call it Family Flex as part of our Flex Better offering. And essentially what we've done is take away the primary and secondary carer labels from our policy. And what that means is that any parent can take 14 weeks paid leave um, and they can take that in two lots. So there's flexibility and choice in the way that they can do that. So for the first uh, two years of the child coming into the home, you can take that leave in, in a couple of chunks or what best suits your family situation. Okay, and so I take it that you've removed the primary and secondary carer labels. Correct. That was one of the most progressive elements of it. Um, You know, I think it was a bold move, really allowing couples to be at home also at the same time was even more progressive, not something that many Australian businesses currently allow, in fact, including the government scheme. So how were you able to iron out some of those contentious points? Yeah, well, it was interesting. Initially, we actually were trying to solve for a different issue, and that was our return to work uh, parental leave figures were pretty disappointing. And so we knew we had to do something, but we really had no idea what we should be doing. So as most organisations do, we went out and spoke to our people and asked them the good, the bad, what's working, what's not. Um, And we spoke to people who'd been on parental leave, who were about to go on parental leave, and those who hadn't but, you know, might have a view about um, what that might mean for them in the future. And what became very clear to us was uh, more around the policy in and of itself was deemed to be quite archaic. And so people spoke a lot about, look, modern family structures, dual parents working. uh, It's just not really set up with this and it's really confusing and complicated. And that took us down a whole new path into the primary and secondary carer type notion and whether that was actually doing good or actually was that just causing a lot more complication than it needed to. Yeah, I I think that's the case in so many organisations' policies. Often the conversation we're having is they're, you know, pages and pages thick with so many um, clauses and caveats and it's so confusing. And for many men in particular, they don't even think they're eligible so they don't even bother to read the policy. Correct. Um, um, Tell us, you know, who was involved in starting to design and I guess, debate some of the details. I'm sure there were lots of conversations around the pros and the cons. And talk us through the, 
the conversations, I guess, that incurred in, in, sure. internally. Well, there was, um, yeah, there's no shortage of conversations. So as I said, it started out with our people. So what was working, what wasn't. Um, but as you'd appreciate, there's loads of ideas that people come back with. And so you've got to try and make sense of um, what are we trying to achieve. And look, we, we took months, to be honest, I'm almost a bit embarrassed to say that, we took months and we were tinkering around the edges of things like, paid superannuation and and but still really keeping the existing policy in and of itself. I, I recall one meeting where a number of us from our leadership team in people and culture were sitting there and we just sort of had that take stock moment of what are we actually trying to achieve and why don't we have a conversation that starts with our values and purpose and what would bold look like if we were really going to make a stand for our people and we were going to create an exceptional experience around parental leave. And it just fundamentally shifted the conversation and uh, and people went away and came back with ideas and someone just came back in, in our team and said, look, it sounds pretty simple, but I've been thinking about just why do we have primary and secondary care labels? It seems, it seems quite redundant. And it essentially um, got progress from there and it felt like the right thing for us to be doing sort of culturally. And that's so I think as soon as we anchored it to what we stood for and who we were as an organisation, it very quickly became the right, the right choice for us. Mm. And how did you engage your executive stakeholders to endorse the change? Because often, you know, you, you might have people in culture that are progressive in their thinking, come up with some really great policies, but they take it up the food chain to an executive committee who are then, let's say, pick holes in it and yeah. gets watered down or it just never gets across the line. How did you take these really cool, bold new ideas up the, up the chain and, and to engage those executive stakeholders because yeah. they are you know very progressive compared to what most businesses are offering. Yeah, I think um, we probably we probably did it a little bit different to some of the other ideas and initiatives um, that we take through to our executive. Um, we we didn't actually do a business case, and a lot of organisations ask us this. You know, did you start with the business case, and how deep and complex was it? We made a call not to move straight to business case. So we wanted a, a more philosophical conversation with our CEO and I chose a, a number of other senior executives. So it was a fairly intimate meeting where I just went in and said, look, we've got some things that we're trying to solve for around parental leave. We've all seen the figures. We're not happy with them and we want to, we want to stand for something different and explain the notion of removing the primary and secondary, um, what that was likely to do in terms of increasing male participation and really, um, really cementing us as uh, flexible working. Um, for many respects in terms of um, our culture. And we just really kicked those ideas around. Have you thought of this? What about this? What happens um, if lots of people are going to uh, take up participation at the same time? What does that mean from a business perspective? And we just had a free-flowing conversation on it. And at the end, we landed and the executive said, we're fully supportive. This absolutely feels like the right things to do. We understand some of the, the things we're going to have to think differently about from a business context, but we're supportive. Go away and do, do some um, quantitative around it. And so that's what we did. We went away and then just did not an exhaustive business case, a two-page business case that essentially just talked through why we wanted to do it, what the likely numbers, forecast numbers were going to be, and we took that into our executive and it was approved. Sounds so straightforward, doesn't it? I was going to say it and, sounds so uh, simple, but I think if the art is, you, you've, for us, you know, being very strong around culture is you've, you've got to find the anchor. I think if you're trying to get it up as a business case, as a one-off, that doesn't actually fit the narrative of what you're trying to achieve culturally, I think it would be a much harder thing to try and 
um, have a conversation about. So it's got to be connected to something that, that's dear to your organisation's heart. Um, and so that's, that's the approach that we took. Mm. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, it, there's no point, um, you know, having a progressive policy that doesn't fit with the organisation's progressive strategy because we all yeah. know what happens to those policies. They sit in a drawer and don't come out or they're not supported by management down the line, etc. cetera. Um, it, it strikes me that uh, it started as quite a complex conversation internally um, amongst your, you know, uh, people and culture team quickly that got um you know hey guys why are we doing this let's let's um let's have a simple simplified conversation at which point that allowed you to to free up and talk about the philosophical um views and an approach your organization organization wanted to take which is great yep. connecting it with strategy it it then is um the reality of where the rubber hits the road right so yep. <laughs> you know how much is this going to cost is often where these things become unstuck. So, for example, when I've spoken to other organisations about this, it's been, yeah, that sounds great in theory, but, gosh, you know, if we suddenly have all our men taking it up and rushing for this, gosh, we're going to double our costs, what are we going to do? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that that'll get up because where's the cost-benefit analysis? So what do you say to those arguments? How did you counter those cost conversations around um, yeah, offering this. I, I think the the trap that a lot of people get stuck in, particularly around something of parental leave, is that you look at the binary figure of, gee, does that mean more people are going to take up parental leave? And our answer is yes, we hope so. That's the idea of, of the policy, and particularly males, given um, the policy that we've introduced. So we knew that um, male participation, hopefully if we got it right, was going to increase. But if you're looking at that in and of itself, then that's sort of a... Um, an interesting and somewhat of a redundant sort of conversation. But what we're interested in is what's the impact that that has on employee engagement? What's the impact that that has on talent attraction and retention? Um, and when we look at our flexibility figures, so we know, for example, we've got 76% of our workforce that work flexibly. Um, and we know that they are more highly engaged than their counterparts and therefore more productive. And so there is absolutely a business case that stacks up here. Um, but you've just got to be, you've got to think about it in the whole employee life cycle, if that makes sense. The part that we're really proud of is that it extends into um, the family home. So you get advocacy, not just from your employees, but we've, you know, we've, we've had a, a lot of people reach out, partners of males and females who work with us saying, wow, this is such a progressive policy. It's really changed the conversation that we're having at home. You know, thank you, Medibank. And so there's an advocacy piece there. And as long as it's authentic, mm. I think that's a good thing to, um, to get leverage from. But uh, I think the, the business case in its entirety as a, as a broader um, look at employees absolutely holds up. Mm. Well, let's talk about the benefits delivered so far by the new policy. I yeah, mean, sure. I know it's early days. It is. You know, it was March <laughs> last year. But what's that? You've already given me now just some anecdotal immediate feedback you're getting. Fantastic for your brand, fantastic for your families. Um, but what else are you seeing happening within the organisation having, you know, introduced this policy? Sure. So we, we've seen both the, the qualitative and the quantitative. And as you say, it's, it's early days, so we're a little more skewed to the qualitative at this point. Um, so what we've seen immediately, so for the last, uh, certainly for the last five years when we were tracking our parental leave participation, males um, participated, 2.5% 2, 2 of males 
um, took up parental leave. Uh, and what we've got now is that 21% of our parental leave participation is now um, males, which is great. So that, that's been a, a really progressive change since introducing it in March um, and, and is a really good marker that we've got cultural change occurring as well, not just a policy, as you say, that can sometimes sit in the bottom drawer and people are wondering whether it's still okay to, to take parental leave or not. Um, we've got, I think culturally it's had a really big impact on our organisation. Um, we're an organisation that prouds ourselves on flexible working and what we've seen is essentially males leaving louder. Um, so they were much happier share around school drop-off, um, uh, school pick-up and the like and actually just engaging and role modelling, um, leading those types of uh, conversations. And that mantra is that you should be able to bring your whole self to work. Um, and for some strange reason, we've sort of had that a little bit more skewed towards females and males, particularly around um, parental leave and, and childcare. Um, and that's the barrier that we're trying to break down. And so we've seen some change, as you say, early days, but we're starting to see some change behaviourally around that in the organisation. Oh, I think that's fantastic. I mean, gosh, commend, you know, absolutely congratulations. And, you know, we absolutely have to call that out. 21%, you said, take up now. By Correct. Men. Yep. Twenty one percent of our parental leave is is now males, and previously coming off two point five percent. That's incredible. Well, that, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where you know, it, and it shows. That's exactly where the national average is for men participating in parental leave. We know it's under five percent. Um, somewhere between two and five percent of Australian men take parental leave. Um, so by introducing these changes. You've taken it from 2.5 to 21%. I think that's absolutely clear evidence that this matters. You know, you make these policy changes and you will see the change straight away. Yes, yep. Incredible. Um, maybe a personal question now. You know, what's your vision on how you'd like to see Australia reform parental leave entitlements in the future in business in particular? Yeah, great, great question. I think I think what's been interesting for us through this experience is that when we spoke about the word bold, and, and you used that in one of your questions to me, is we weren't thinking about being bold in market. We were actually just thinking about being bold for our people, perhaps a bit naively um, now in hindsight. And what what I've really come to understand is just the power that a a corporate can have to positively influence something like parental leave beyond the workplace. Um, and so my vision is for corporates and, and government alike is just to really lean into those types of conversations um, and really challenge some of the traditional stereotypes we've got around parental leave and carers' responsibilities uh, because you can have such a huge impact beyond the workplace and that's such a, a wonderful position to be in. Um, it, it's a platform for change that, that corporates shouldn't shy away from. No, I agree. And I look, nothing more clearly um, demonstrated that than the recent marriage equality vote. Exactly. Um, I think, you know, having corporate Australia behind that really um, made an incredible difference. And, and really, at the end of the day, probably got it across the line. Workplaces coming out saying, this matters, um, we believe in this, um, really helped propel the social change that was needed. And I think parental leave equality is the same thing, really. I agree, yeah. Um, 
Kylie Bishop, thank you so much for joining me. It's been really fantastic to hear how you went about it and to hear the successes that you've already had. I wish you all the best for future success with your reform in parental leave. Thank you. Great. Thanks so much.